Hello, how are you? I'm fine, how are you? I am good. You're going to go back and see your family? Uh, I'm going to L.A. to... So my sister flew to L.A. to see Aunt Bernice, and I'm flying to L.A. to see Aunt Bernice, and I'll get to see my sister in the process. And then her son, my nephew, who lives in San Francisco, he's there as well. Cool. So we all kind of converged in a, in a place where we could all get together. My brother is going there next in two weeks. I wish I could have seen my brother, but I think we all wanted to, we didn't all want to convene on Aunt Bernice at once. We kind of wanted to space out the visits to give her something to continue to look forward to. Mm -hmm. I think we'll be a much lower key version of ourselves because there's not like, not like you want to run around and go to a million restaurants or anything like that, you know? That is so cool. And when did you decide this, that you were going? Hi guys. Hi Anna. Oh, I bought the ticket like a month ago or I think maybe six weeks ago we planned it. I just hadn't really talked about it much just to you know I don't want to didn't want to jinx it in case something fell through with vaccines or whatever but now that we're all vaccinated it sort of seems like time to go I'm pretty excited cool you can Hi, travel <laughs> are you talking about a trip you're taking I am talking about a trip I am actually my very first airplane trip is going to be what my very last airplane trip was which is Los Angeles Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, pretty excited. I was I was telling Lori, my, both my sister and I are converging to see my aunt, who is 96, and haven't seen her in forever. And as a result, my sister and I will get to see each other, and my brother-in-law and my nephew. I'm going to get, get to see a whole bunch of people on one trip, and I'm, I'm really excited. I wish Sharon could go with me, but it's sort of timing and money and all that kind of stuff didn't, didn't come together on this round. That's going to be fun. Yeah, it is. It's going to be fun. Did you say L.A.? Uh-huh. Los Angeles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that? Oh, no, you're working what? for San Francisco. Yes, I'm working for San Francisco. Yeah. I'd love to go there too, but that's the only person I know there is my nephew who I'm going to see in LA tomorrow. So I have no reason to go to San Francisco. Other than the fact that I work there, there's really no reason to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys hear me here? Now we can yeah, hear you. Hi. Oh, okay. Wow. It was, I, you know, when you hear those blings. Oh yeah. I, yes. It, uh, so I'm trying to mute my email. Mm. Uh, and, um, well, I guess if I mute my email, I will mute myself as well. Yeah. I, I always just, that. I always have to just X out of both my emails when I do this or it goes. Oh, bleep, bleep. Oh. Claire, do you received your second dose? How you feeling? I feel fine now. It, um, you know, it, it wasn't that bad, but I definitely felt it. Like I would say about 12 hours after the shot, I started to feel kind of achy, you know, and then the next day I was like very achy and just exhausted, just really, really tired. Kind of like, um, I was telling Sharon, I sort of, I felt like I got hit by a truck, but a very, very small truck, like not a Mack truck, more like a pickup truck, you know? Um, not, not enough to stop me. Like I still had to work and it didn't stop me from doing what I needed to do. But as soon as I was done working, I laid down and went to sleep. And then by the second next day, I actually felt fine. How about you? I felt fine, but my husband just got his a few days after me and my son. And he, like yesterday, had chills and a headache and he was really feeling it. But that lasted just for several hours. And then like it was mm -hmm. sudden and then uh, suddenly he felt okay. But, he, you know, he like laid down before he started feeling better. Mm. Um, my arm felt a lot sore than la mm. than the first dose. My son agreed too. Interesting. Yeah. For you agree with that? 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, my my arm definitely felt more sore on the on, on the second one, but um, but not egregious, not at all. I mean, I I think I've spoken to a lot of people who had it much much worse, who either had it last more days or or it was more intense. I never felt like I had a fever. I just felt achy, like the muscles and and everything were achy. Um, but it really it really I was concerned about it because I'd been scheduled to work and I was really like, oh, this is going to be bad, and uh, it wasn't <laughs> bad at all. So I think every person is Go different. On. I just think it depends on your metabolism. Uh, I drank a crap ton of water which I think, you know, they say helps, but mm-hmm. I didn't end up having to take any Tylenol or anything like that. Mm. Yeah, Good yeah. to know, because yeah. mine also, is Tuesday. This this coming Tuesday? Yours is Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you had the uh, Moderna, right? We had the Pfizer and you had the Moderna. Is that correct? Yeah. I did. I'm hearing pretty much the same anecdotal stuff from people about that, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think as long as you wrap your mind around, you might get flu-like symptoms. And it's not you caught COVID from this vaccine or anything like that. Nothing like that. No, because unlike, you know, people say that like with the flu, because the flu vaccine is basically made out of components of the flu. COVID-19 mm-hmm. has nothing to do with the virus. It's completely a, a trick of messenger RNA that makes this work. So, no, you will not get the virus from the shot, period, no matter how you feel. Right, right. Mm, okay. So drink lots of Gatorade. Some people swear the side effects were not as you know intense drinking Gatorade. Uh, and I did that with the first dose, too. Gatorade, lots of water, just keep hydrated, really. You know, it doesn't have to be Gatorade, but some people say the electrolytes of Gatorade was a real godsend. Mm-hmm. I heard that too. Yeah, and yeah. someone said, take vitamin yeah. D, drink lots of water. And uh, somebody else said that with the Moderna, you'll feel good until 10 hours and then you get sick. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. I, yeah. You know what? I would second that. I, I had read that too. I didn't know if that was Moderna or Pfizer, but I would. I didn't feel, I felt perfectly fine until like maybe, that's exactly right, 10 or 12 hours later. That That's about right. And then and then beyond that point, it lasted like a day and a half. So that's interesting. It, it, there's a bit of a delay. Wow. We are close to being fully protected because after that second dose, you have to wait a couple weeks until you really should be confident. Yeah. I'm a little concerned that I might be traveling too early within that window, but, oh. um, it is what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Like I said, I'm not planning on doing any big partying when I get there. I will keep to myself and wipe everything down and just, you know, kind of hang out with everybody. I think it's probably going to be fine. Um, but that did, that did cross my mind that I, I, you know, I wish, I kind of wish I had another week of a cushion, but it's probably fine. You know, maybe if you bought one of those bubbles that put out like, I think filtered air, from right. your top of your head down to your belly button. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, they're pretty I awesome. I was considering, they're like $2,000, um, those things. It's like basically, I guess, a, like an astronaut suit, only, you know, it's just a big old helmet that goes from the, <laughs> the top of your head to maybe your shoulders or something. Right. And you right. really look strange. You look like you're from outer space. But, Here's the you thing, know, I'm, I'm <laughs> one of those people that I don't like it when people talk to me on airplanes. I might get one of those anyway, like even when COVID <laughs> is over. Just wear the bubble suit all the time. Because then people will be like, oh, we better stay away from her. (laughs) It used to be that that, that earbuds were the, uh, you know, that headphones were the international symbol for don't talk to me. But that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. People will just yammer right at you through the headphones. 
I remember this one lady, I was in the airplane and I thought it was clear that I didn't want to talk. And I was actually watching a movie. She took my headphones out of my ears just to talk to me. And I'm like, why are you touching me? You are kidding me. She took it out of my ear. And it wasn't an ear, but it was one of those, you know, full on headphones. Yes, right. That they offer in the airplane, the cheap kind. And and she takes it off of my ear to ask me a question or or just to, to say something to me that was not important. <laughs> Why? Why? Oh my gosh. Well, no, I don't, she won't be doing oh. that now. I don't think people will. I don't think anyone's going yeah. out of their way to touch anybody now, but it won't stop them from talking to you. <laughs> the, right. the earbuds right. never I worked. I think I was that approachable. Yeah. <laughs> the earbuds never worked for me. People said at the bus stop, if you want people to, you know, leave you alone, just wear your, people just talk. And then me, I have a hard time, you know, being dishonest. So I'm like, dang, I can hear him. Now I have to answer. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is we're all nice people, you know. I wish we were we're nice people, but it's like, (laughs) you just want to go, leave me alone. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) Can't you see I'm trying to ignore you? Don't you wish you were brave enough to say things like that? Yes. Like, you're bothering me. Then I start to feel like, okay, this person's obviously very lonely and they don't have anyone to talk to. And, you know, I'm doing a mitzvah by talking to them. And then part of me is like, it's not my job. I'm entitled to my own mental health (laughs) and privacy. And, you know, I I do find you don't necessarily have to listen. (laughs) You can... For all the True. lessons in life that Lori has taught me about how to be a good active listener <laughs> when a complete stranger is talking to you, I think it's probably okay to go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I call yeah. that fake listening. Yeah. It's like you care, but you I don't. <laughs> you know what's a good, what's also a good solution? So you let them talk and talk and talk, and by the time they ask for an answer, just say, I don't speak English. (laughs) (laughs) Just and see, and then they'll like just they'll just just scoff and go away. Or how how about this? Oh, you were talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) But pick a language they probably won't know, right? Like if you did that in Spanish, you know, most people know Spanish, so that you know probably wouldn't work. I'd have to do it like in Greek, you know, like like, just enough Greek to say, "I'm sorry, I don't understand English." And the I don't odds understand are... you. <laughs> no speaky. No speaky. How do you say? How to be rude go, without looking like... rude. <laughs> but I did. I did treat myself to something yes. uh, that I've always thought about, and and I'm going to try out for the first time, which is TSA PreCheck. Mm. I, I love I TSA PreCheck. To, to, to do that, it, it it costs a little bit of money. It's $85 for a five-year pass, and you have you have to go in person and, and bring a number of documents verifying who you are. They fingerprint you. They ask you some questions. But um, the idea is that once you get to the airport, you get to go in the short line at security, and you don't have to take off your shoes and do all that rigmarole. I think you still, you know, get your stuff x-rayed, and you still probably have to take, you know, your laptop out and do all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I'll find out when I get there. But um, I'm pretty excited about that, <laughs> you know, just trying to shorten. Oh, hang on. The doorbell rang. There's apparently an axe murder waiting at the front of the house right now. So wait till 
<laughs> now, I didn't know you had to pay for that, but I have been in the pre-check. Once in a while when you register early, it goes, lucky you, you're in pre-check, and you just walk it, in. and It does, yes. It, it has done that, and I think a little bit, I'm learning that the reason they did what that was to introduce people to the concept of it and try to get more people to sign up for it, um, oh, because it is very convenient. <laughs> yeah, something like that, because I've had it also where it suddenly one day it just showed up yeah. that I was pre-check and I didn't have any idea what I had done to deserve that other than it's with an airline that I had flown on a lot. So, um, you know, I, I tend to stick to two, two or three airlines. So I, I, that's why I thought maybe that had happened. But I, I think now that that's what they were doing is first one's free and they hook you, hook in and you, and then you're in, you know? Um, but I, I think it's, you know, it's 85 bucks. I figure I, even if I fly once a year, that's worth the, the, the lessening of the stress to, to not have to wait in such a long line. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I'm pretty excited. I just, I'm excited about the whole thing. Like not just seeing my family, I'm really excited about, but just like being on a plane and feeling like I'm going somewhere. Yeah. I guess I am going somewhere, but it's not like I'm going to yeah. Disneyland or, or the Parthenon or something like that. I mean, I'm basically just going to leave, going to leave my house so I can go sit in another house for three days. But, um, but it's going to be with family that I haven't seen and that honestly, there was a concern that I would never see again. I mean, really, it, it was a very realistic possibility that I would never see my aunt again. And now that I know I'm going to see her tomorrow, it's just like I'm giddy. I'm just so excited to do that. And all we're probably going to do is sit on the couch and watch the Dodgers. And you know what? It's going to be the best watching of the Dodgers I will have had <laughs> in my whole life. <laughs> That's I love so it. great. So yeah. Mother's Day is this weekend. Oh, it, already? Wow. That was quick. I know. And here's the thing. Mother's Day isn't really great for everybody. I mean, sometimes, like, my kids love me. I have no doubt of that. But they don't really think about Mother's Day. And I don't know if it's because their dad never, you know, they were they were raised in a divorced home. And so I just went and bought myself. I love fuchsias. And I don't have a garden now because I live in an apartment. So I went and bought myself two fuchsias. And the next day when I woke up and opened my curtains, I almost cried. It was like I did something nice for myself and it was wonderful. And and wait, rather than waiting for somebody else to do something for me, it's like, you know what? I know my kids love me. And I know if I called them and said I'm buying a fuchsia, they would be like, you're down, mom. Do it. <laughs> right. Oh, good for you. Uh, you know what? My mother did not like Mother's Day for that exact reason, because I think there were uh, there was so, there's so much pressure to do something good. And mm -hmm. if your kids forget or don't do enough or do the wrong thing or, or whatever, I, she didn't want anything to do with it. She really did not. She liked her birthday, but she did not care for Mother's Day at all. Mm. My mom. Her birthday is around Mother's Day. <laughs> so mm. that was always kind of interesting. But her birthday, it was more the focus, it seemed like. Do you like it, Anna? Do I like Mother's Day? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's, it's always, it always feels so weird to me. They do nice things. And I always feel like, oh, you could be spending your money somewhere else. <laughs> oh. Know? It's so weird. But you know what? Um, you want to teach them for their wives or husbands or whatever right. to respect it yeah. because otherwise then you get kids like mine who love me but just don't, doesn't occur to them right 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know that um, this weekend was Mother's Day until like yesterday. <laughs> but my son pointed it out. So that was nice. So he knows. So the pressure's on. He's got to, yeah. if he knows about it, he's, he's got a few days left to do something about it. Right, right. But the whole like concept of, oh, we're going to make mom breakfast in bed. I mean, doesn't that just translate to we're going to trash the kitchen and mom's going to have to clean it up later? <laughs> right. Oh, there's no winning. There is. There is no winning, you know. But oh, I, I do. We, I did always try to do something nice for my mom for Mother's Day, even if it was just flowers or, or, or something or taking her out to breakfast. I always made an effort. I just know that she, she didn't care for it because she didn't like being set up for the disappointment of, of anybody forgetting it. But, you know, my, my dad was really – I think my dad did a great job for my mom on Mother's Day, so I'm not sure where her – where her dislike of it came from, you know. Um, but it was definitely there. But, you know, my sister likes it. My sister's kids have always been pretty good about responding for Mother's Day and Father's Day. Um, I guess, it, like you said, Lori, it's it's all in how you raise your kids and their awareness of, of, of how important it is to you, I suppose, like birthdays or anything. It seems like Christmas is a built-in. Like, everybody knows Christmas is important. You don't right. have to yeah. condition that into anybody, you know. But right. all this other stuff you got to condition in. Right. I know. And yeah. then some of them are just kind of ridiculous, you know, like, I mean, Valentine's Day, it's like, you know, that's nice and everything. But if you're single or, you know, or that they expect us to buy something, what did you say, Claire, the expectation? So I think yeah. that that goes a long way. So I try not to have an expectation. It's hard, though. It used to be, but not anymore, because I realize it's it's really not they're not leaving me out on purpose they're just like oh dang like teacher appreciation day you know that's our teacher appreciation week is all week long and you're seeing people post things and then other teachers are like you know huh nobody did anything for us <laughs> right right i know right, right. Yeah. yeah i guess i'm wondering like why is it that there are some uh, days to be celebrated um, that some people are are on board with and some aren't. Like, right. I, I wonder why there's some expectations for you know certain days, but like Christmas time of year, everybody better do something right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for us on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, is it I the comparison thing, or you know, I don't know what that is. If it's if it's just you know that it has a you know, 2000 year head start on all the other <laughs> activities that we, yeah. that we do, you know, and before you say, what about Hanukkah, Hanukkah, the, the existence of the commemoration of the events of Hanukkah go back 5,000 years, but the notion of Hanukkah yeah. being a celebration where you get presents and play games is very new. That's, that's way newer than Christmas. It's sort of something that sort of adapted because of, of the attention that, that got on to Christmas in terms of gifts and, and that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, taking that out of the equation, I, I don't know. I think that's what it is that I don't, I don't know what point Christmas turned from being a, a commemoration of this one day into um, gifts and, you know, parties and all that kind of stuff. But whatever it is, you're right, Anna. It's like, eh, birthday, anniversary, Valentine's day, but you will remember Christmas. Yeah. You know, it's just there. Right. Right. And when you like, think I, about it, like new parents, they shouldn't have to buy tons of presents for everybody when they're new parents and they're trying to figure out their family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And speaking of new parents, <laughs> when, when, when did we evolve into birthday parties becoming you have to buy a massive gift for everybody who attends your party? Right? <laughs> Remember Get AJ said, like, AJ's like, uh, I can't afford to have a party. I have to buy so many gifts for all the other kids. We're like, what? Right. Yeah. So I don't know how that evolved either, <clears throat> but that's definitely a thing now. I don't know, you know, because I didn't have Facebook when my kids were little. But then there's that whole thing of um, not competition, but, you know, measuring up. Like, what if I'm not doing as good as this mom or, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. That's a huge, a huge thing. You had mentioned the, you know, Teachers Week. And it's like, yeah, some teachers are getting lots of love. And then there are teachers that, you know, how, you know, it might be embarrassing for them when if they're not somebody's favorite teacher and they're not getting as much, you know, celebration for them. These holidays that are kind of inc- inconsistent in that way. Right. They're not as consistent as Christmas. It's like, yeah, you better do this, this, and this. But some teachers might get all the love and some teachers won't. Yeah. And they'll feel bad. Right. And, Fairly recently, it was like National mm-hmm. Professional Assistance Day. I didn't know until the day of when I was getting cards and, and things like that. So I appreciate that. But what if one assistant got one thing right. or something more than the other and, and it was known right. and, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. I so, know. I don't know. It just gets so exhausting. It does. I, I Is it Hallmark's fault? I mean, whose fault is it? <laughs> when in doubt, blame Hallmark. Because, yes. you know, <laughs> you're supposed to go to your hometown, find the love of your life, nicely break up with the guy you're dating who you're not. And, you know, it's it's just like, wow, that doesn't happen. <laughs> well, that's the Hallmark channel. We're talking about Hallmark greeting cards. Well, aren't they all related? You're right. They are the same. They're the same entity. <laughs> it's a different division. <laughs> right. <laughs> different, different departments. Here, next right. thing you know, they'll, right. they'll start having Mother's Day movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> they'll have National Professional Assistance Day movies. <laughs> a small town executive assistant moves to the big city mm-hmm. where she... <laughs> that's not weird not weird oh at all God. that is a genius idea if they start doing that Anna I hope you get the commission on it because that is a great idea <laughs> I want to write that story do I it really how they would how they would uh, get these things indelibly you know set in our brains as if they had Hallmark you know movies about all of these events I guess the closest thing the closest movie to that would be like Working Girl with Melanie Griffith and uh Joan Cusack and Alec Baldwin. Was that Harrison Ford? Who was the guy? Harrison Ford was the love interest of, yeah, of Melanie Griffith. Yeah. Good movie. That was a long time ago. Does that still hold up? I, that might be fun to watch again. I get Melanie Griffith and Meg Ryan confused. I do too, all the time. But that was you even, get that's those Melanie two Griffith. confused. Oh, yeah. man. Really? You don't get them confused? I always do. No. Because Working Girl was one of my favorites. And sleepless in Seattle. So, yeah, yeah. So and I know that. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one too. Well, what else has Melanie Griffith been in? Nothing. <laughs> Milk money. <laughs> I hate that I know that. <laughs> oh, she's she was married to Don Johnson. I remember that, right? No. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah. For yeah. a while. Yeah. And Wait, and then she married. Hang on. Antonio, and then she married who? Antonio and then she married Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I love your reaction. What? <laughs> Some of these things are hard. Like I, we we were rewatching um when we uh, got here to Salem. Uh, somehow Sharon's sister had never seen um, True Blood, so we rewatched all of True Blood, which is really wonderful. It holds up really well. And I forgot how much I loved uh, Joe Manganiello, the big you know hunky werewolf guy. And uh, so he's married to Sofia Vergara from Modern Family. Oh, and everyone was like, "What? No, he's not." <laughs> like, yeah, he is. They've been married for quite some time. You know. All these these two like absolutely beautiful people, but you, sometimes you forget, you know, these people get married and they're like, like the other day we were talking about, did you know Harrison Ford is still married to Callista Flockhart? You never hear yes. about them because they don't have any issues. They just have a nice little marriage that just like goes along like a nice normal little marriage should go along. Um, no. And it's really, I always forget it. Allie McBeal is married to Han Solo. Yeah, I forgot, and I think recently I had seen a picture of them together and thought the same thing. <gasps> They're together still? Yep. We thought it wouldn't last, but it did. But I, it did. I had that with uh, Kevin Bacon married to... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, they, Kira Sedgwick. Yes. 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 And they, like, yeah. have goats and a farm, and they're just happy as heck. Yeah. Who knew? They are. They lost a crap ton of money to uh, Bertie Madoff. Oh, they did. When I yeah, said that to my sister, yeah. who knew? She's like, duh, everybody knows. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> no joy. Like, where have you been? <laughs> They're an adorable couple. Yeah. But there is one adorable couple who didn't make it. Aw. I know. Bill Gates, Melinda Gates. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Fallon's like, wow, Melinda Gates is like, awesome. Now I can get a MacBook. <laughs> probably <laughs> then he thought maybe bill might be the next bachelor <laughs> would that be funny oh, my oh. God, that would be hilarious especially because he's uh you know everybody knows he's got asperger's and so yeah that would be interesting <laughs> actually i, I didn't that, know that oh really i thought yeah, everybody I knew not that know that mm-hmm that's interesting. Wow. Doesn't surprise me, but it's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's probably why he's so good at the computer stuff, but. Right, right. She, um, you know, I, rem I can remember living in Seattle back in the day when he, you know, got richer and richer and richer and richer. And he was really dogged with not giving it away because he didn't know how. Uh, you would think it would be easy to give away money, but it is not easy to give away money and not to do it properly. And Melinda was the one who really taught him how to do that. Uh, not from a, not from a heartless, you know, it's not that he was heartless in any way. It's just that he really didn't understand. Uh, Warren Buffett had the same problem, how to, how to give away money. And it was Melinda who really just started their foundation and got everything rolling and, and got him to, taught him to speak about it. You know, she didn't just become the face of it. She, he still remained the face of it, but she, she got him to do that. So, you know, I think they, I'm bummed. I'm bummed that they didn't make it. Yeah, those two were the the least for me. They they were the least likely to end their marriage uh, in my eyes. I, uh, you know, all the cool things that happened during the early part of their marriage. You know, and then watching themselves get richer and richer, and then pioneering their their foundation. Yeah, you know, you know they've seen things together, and so. That's uh, that is sad. It really bummed me out too. She recently wrote a book, "The Moment of Lift: How Empowering Women Changes the World," and I heard her on a podcast, and she is just an awesome lady. Wow, cool. 
maybe we can make Bill, you know, love her again. <laughs> maybe she well, maybe doesn't, she love, doesn't him. love him. Right. <laughs> I know it could be either way. You know, it's watching them split up almost feels like watching your own like parents split up or an aunt and uncle. It does. It really, I, <laughs> I'm, I don't I'm disagree. Hurt. It does feel that way. Like when, <laughs> when Jeff and Mackenzie Bezos broke up, I was like, ah, eh, man, I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. whatever. But these these two, I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. You do you kind of want to call them up and see if they can, you know, figure it out. Help them work it out. Figure it out. Yeah. But they are gonna still do the foundation together and yep. you know, so that's good. Do you know that they're hiring like uh high profile lawyers and you you'd mentioned Jeff Bezos. Melinda is using the same attorney that represented Jeff Bezos. Oh, really? And Bill wow. Gates is using as one of his lawyers the same lawyer as Bezos' ex, Mackenzie Scott. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine being like like that on that client list like just being like us? And calling that lawyer and like, I'm not taking your, are you kidding me? If you're not worth a hundred gajillion dollars, I have, I don't need you. Right. Forget it. I don't need you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They didn't, did they not have a prenup? No. From what I understand, they didn't. Yeah. And it sounds like they're both being very cordial. I mean, I, I feel like probably it's one of those things where they waited until the kids were old enough. Yes. Um, You know, but um, and I think because they know the world is watching that they're trying to do it as gracefully or. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, because yeah, it's, it's going to be in the public as they can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is different from the Bezos because there's no that I'm aware of uh, new relationships or, or allegations or anything like that. It's simply a matter of they couldn't be married anymore. Um, and I think yeah. that changes the tone a bit when there's less there's less tabloid involvement. Yeah. But um yeah, Jeff so Jeff Bezos ended up he was with this woman who's a, a newscaster in Los Angeles who I actually knew. I didn't know her like like oh we were friends kind of thing, but just someone that I like ran into in circles, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and that weirds me out. <laughs> like oh my really? God, he's with her, you know. Uh, but she's fine. I mean I have nothing against her, but it's just weird when you when you like <laughs> know people, you know. Yeah. It's like not enough to borrow money from, right? But <laughs> <laughs> you should try. Right. I could try. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I, how old are their kids? The, uh, uh, Gateses. Well, they've I been married no idea. for 27 years. So I imagine. They're adults, like literally adults. They're not just like 14 and 15, right? I think they're grownups. Yes. Yeah. I think so. So they're, um, I don't think their fortune is in any, you know, peril right (laughs) (laughs) some people are like uh concerned about the foundation even though they said they're going to work together people are still questioning how the foundation's going to do i was thinking about that because of um princes william and harry and kate and and megan they 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 tied all their fortunes together in this foundation and then when harry left the royal family, they were like, oh, that don't worry about the charity. That's going to be fine. And then suddenly the charity fell apart. Um, so, yeah, I think that is a concern. But I think the Gates Foundation is so, um, what's the word I'm looking for, enmeshed in so many things around the globe that I don't think they could unwind it even if they wanted to. 
Um, I think they there's probably a lot more people that that manage pieces and parts of it than than the two of them. And if I, their I daughters at all are working there, then you know, it it's like, you know, it's best to just do your best and keep it together. I think. Even if they, I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe the best thing is for the both of them to just take themselves off the board and let their kids take over, or 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 someone. You know, who knows? That that might end up happening too. But it will be interesting to see what their next chapters are. You know, not only personally, but you know, if it it like the first thing that Jeff Bezos his ex wife did was start giving away money. <laughs> I mean, literally, she's like, and today I'm going to give away thirty percent of what I own. You know, so I'm wondering, like, what you know. Whatever stage in your life, whenever you have a new beginning, and Laura, you can probably speak more to this because you, you're more involved with coaching people and watching people go through difficult times in their life and sort of come in, into a new beginning. But, you know, they always tell you don't make any major decisions after you have a major life change. But I am curious if, if we will see something new or different um, from Melinda Gates, if, if suddenly she'll go into some other um, more high profile job or, or foundation or something. Cause she seems like someone who has a ton to offer the world and has, um, has spent it. Uh, I don't want to say second fiddle because she's certainly done a lot, but she was not the more high profile one in the relationship. And I'm wondering if she becomes so now. Interesting. Well, what I think of when you say that is this week, you know, two things happened. One is, um, Ben Affleck got dissed on a dating app. I could see that happening to Bill. Sure, you're Bill Gates. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The girl was like, yeah, right. <laughs> and he's like, seriously, it's me. I'm Ben Affleck. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Why was he even on a dating app? I mean, what does he need that for? Especially because he was hanging out with Jennifer or something the day before. It's like, really? What the heck? Yeah. So can you see Bill on a dating app? (laughs) Maybe he'll get hit up by Mrs. Claus. (laughs) He wouldn't even get swiped on. A guy that Bill Gates is a nerd. A a woman. Most of the women on those dating apps will go right by Bill Gates if they didn't know who he was. (laughs) Don't you think? I, I don't know enough about these apps to know, you know, how people do them. But uh. I guarantee you that most, most women right now, if they did not know who Bill Gates was, would see his picture on a website and just go swipe. They wouldn't even stop for one second on that man's picture. Like, nope. So did, you don't think that he's gotten better looking as he aged? guess not (laughs) that's too long too long of a pause yes he's gotten better looking at as he's aged but clearly you have not been on a dating app and watched Have you ever like stood over somebody's shoulder while they were looking at at their recent hits on a dating app it's brutal well i sent you guys the pictures of mine you yes and Lori's the nicest person i know and she's doing it Like, no, 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 Santa. I'm telling Mrs. Claus. Right. No, Junior. Right. Are you 12? <laughs> right, right, right. And and there are women who are going to look at Bill Gates and go, oh, four eyes, nerd, swipe. Too skinny, so weak chin, swipe, you know, all of that stuff. They're just going to go right by him. But the thing is, he'll probably go, you know, there are those dating apps that are for the 50 plus crowd now i've seen those commercials <laughs> 50 plus is so, 50 plus billion <laughs> yeah 
have you seen those commercials where you know they're sure you know guys in the silvers silver singles <laughs> over 50 silver singles is that what they called silver singles or something mm-hmm. or or shingles <laughs> <laughs> I want to workshop that. Yeah. Well, it'll be like, did you get your COVID shot and have you had your shingles shot? <laughs> Are you single and shingled? Right. Do you have a walker or do you walk with a cane or do you walk on both legs? <laughs> oh, no. Do you have a rascal? Um, <laughs> do you so, live with you know, your mom? Uh, on that app, he might be pretty successfully chosen. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Mate matched. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's a lot of people that work at Microsoft moms that are like, date my daughter, date my daughter. <laughs> I bet you're right. Seeing dollar signs, you know. Absolutely. I'm I'm sure he if he wanted to be fixed up, I don't think he'd have any problem at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> matchmaker, matchmaker. That's what he needs. <laughs> Gosh. Well, I know you two love outer space news. Uh, did you happen to see a big choo-choo train in the sky? I'm no. Did you were able to see it um in the Seattle area, right? Yeah, apparently Western Washington as well as maybe Portland, Oregon saw this what people thought was a UFO, but it was a a bunch of SpaceX satellites in the sky, all still linked together, forming a choo-choo train. People witnessed it, and then they took to social media and said, what the hell is that? And then the <laughs> National Weather Service said the lights appear to be associated with last Tuesday's launch of SpaceX's Starlink satellite from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Cool. Where the uh, SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket launched 60 Starlink internet satellites into orbit that afternoon of May 4th. A UW assistant professor here in Seattle said people were able to see those satellites because while those 60 satellites were still clustered together in orbit, people were able to see the chain of satellites reflecting the sunlight back at them. (gasps) Cool. Oh, I wish I'd seen that. I would have loved that. Yeah. That's amazing. Maybe there's a YouTube video of it or something. Yeah. I'm sure there is. YouTube video or news or a news video. Yeah. If you want to see live map of mm-hmm. the Starlink satellites so that you can look up at the sky if it's heading your way, you can visit https colon forward slash forward slash satellite map dot space forward slash. Wow. Huh. Or Starlink dot sx and then it'll show where where it is crazy so, cool. so start a little there's a there's a bunch there's a lot of satellites up there yeah not just spacex there are a lot of companies they've, they've been launching a lot of those it's just cool that they do it in that little chain what you call it a train that little train link now yeah that's pretty amazing if that is a marketing ploy of some sort for the starlight internet service uh that's that's a that's bloody brilliant it's the best bloody brilliant billboard between Bellevue and Bangkok. <laughs> <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> it's the best bloody billboard between Bellevue and Bangkok and between <laughs> Bellingham and Bangladesh. <laughs> Beats, bears, <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. They are they that is really a clever thing if that's what they're doing. And I don't mm-hmm. they probably didn't mean to do it. It's just an accidental success. I agree with you. It was an accidental success. Yeah. 
I don't know if we were moving on yet, but I had two things I was going to bring up. Sure. Well, one is <laughs> I posted this thing of this little demon dog. They call it the demonic dog. His name is Prancer. And they couldn't find a home for him. And the lady that's trying, the foster mom is like, there's not a very big market for a neurotic, man-hating, animal-hating, children-hating dog that looks like a gremlin. (laughs) But because she posted it that way, somebody who had actually had to give up her dog when she went into rehab, she had a Chihuahua Russell Terrier mix with the same personality. She went, oh my gosh, that's my dog. And so Prancer got adopted. Yay. <laughs> yeah, yep. instead of trying to say, oh, sweet dog so that nice. might bite you sometimes, it's like, no, hates men, hates kids, hates life. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> I'd adopt you, Claire. You'd adopt me. I'd adopt you. And then I don't know if we talked about this already, but I did a, a story on a guy that um, had to take a job in construction He's a music teacher and a singer-songwriter, but when COVID hit, you know, he couldn't do lessons, so he took a job as a construction. Is this sounding familiar? Yeah, he he did a dance. Oh yeah, you right? you talked about it a few episodes ago, yeah, right? Oh, the video, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what happened was he his sister saw me on Facebook and said, "Can you talk to my brother?" And I just said, "Well, go local, find your local place." And so uh, the TV station, the local station, did a story, and then the newspaper, and now National Canada is doing a story on him, and they want to do a documentary. Oh, wow. I know. So this is an update on on the guy. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. He's really getting... That was what you were hoping for, too. Yeah. uh... Yeah. So he's getting some traction. Yeah. Oh, good job. Mm-hmm. What does he really, do you think he, he wants to, to perform or teach again? Or, or what do you think he, he will most want to get out of that? Well, first of all, what he said is he he hated construction and he was so sad every day going to work like, oh, God. And then he finally said, you know what? I just accepted it and went, you know what? This is how we're getting through. And he goes, as soon as I accepted it, doors started to open. And mm-hmm. I think for him, he would like to perform. I think he'd like to get radio play. And, you know, the fact that at least he's getting some attention, um, you know, it's just kind of like, wow, this is cool. I sort of surrendered and then all this awesome stuff is happening. So, uh, you know, it just just goes to show. I always say what you resist persists. And it's Mm -hmm. like as soon as you embrace it and go, okay, I'm going to love this. It's like all of a sudden, wow, look what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Doors opened. Mm hmm. Uh, from that embrace. That's really, that's a great lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said write a song about that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard, but there's a huge piece of space junk that's about to make an uncontrolled re-entry back into the Earth's atmosphere. When? Where? I think they're predicting this Saturday it should be landing somewhere on Earth. So we're having a conjunction? Yeah, conjunction. We are having a conjunction. This This space junk I speak of is a 100-foot long section of the Chinese Long March 5B rocket. Uh, so when that core separated from the rest of the rocket, it was supposed to have followed a predetermined flight path into the ocean. But instead, the core had a mind of its own, and it is now orbiting Earth <laughs> unpredictably every 90 minutes at about 17,000 miles per hour. Oh, my goodness. So, 
the bad news is no one's sure where it will eventually land. <laughs> the good news is they seem pretty sure that it'll land somewhere on Earth this Saturday, May 8th. The bad news is the exact entry point into the Earth's atmosphere cannot be pinpointed until within hours of its re-entry. <laughs> the good news is the experts and astrophysicists say that the chance of anyone being hit by the wreckage is very small. Very small. <laughs> the bad news is I saw the movie La Bamba <laughs> and airplane debris can be a real problem. <laughs> La Bamba was based on a true story, people. Right. True. Won't it just burn up? I don't understand why, 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 how it'll even make it to Earth. I'm and, so surprised uh, that they can't I, narrow it I a little more. Know. Well, it's going too fast is why, because it's going like 17,324 miles per hour. So just keep looking <laughs> up. Keep looking <laughs> up. Carry an umbrella. <laughs> Go underground. Can't hurt. Yeah, you know what? On the grand scheme of things that I'm going to worry about, falling space debris is pretty low on the list right now. I mean, I'm not saying you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying, astro, you know, uh, uh, statistically speaking, I, I'm going to take my chances with this one and spend some time outside on Saturday. And if it does <laughs> land in your area, go and buy a lotto ticket right away. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So uh, we were talking talking about SpaceX earlier. So they had a, uh, uh, they've had a, a couple of good weeks. So they had the, um, the crew that went up in the International Space Station on the Dragon capsule came back down. Uh, they did a, a good old-fashioned American astronaut splashdown where they landed the capsule in the middle of the ocean. This one happened at night, um, and they, they had a really, really good recovery effort on that. And then either yesterday or the day before, they had a successful test launch of their um, rocket called, I think it's just simply called Starship, which is ultimately going to be the passenger rocket that takes, um, I believe, NASA. I don't think there's a contract in place yet, but they're looking at a contract with NASA to be the next moon mission and ultimately take people to Mars. But the problem is that um, this is the first successful test. The first four all ended in like fiery, horrible explosions. So they're they're happy about this test, but they're also kind of like, yeah, okay, okay. You know, they're trying to like lower you know temper expectations on it a little bit like we're happy but we're not celebrating too hard because you know one in five is not good odds when you're when you're sending people up right you know but it's but it's coming along it's coming along I feel like it's when we talked about the shot and we're all like, no, we're not getting the shot. Like, we're all like, no, we're not going to get on a spaceship. And and then in a couple of years, we'll be like, yeah, pick me. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think I will be pick me. (laughs) (laughs) No, me neither. (laughs) We'll see about that, ladies. (laughs) I'm making a note in 2022. Check in, see if they're ready to go on a space ride yet. <laughs> to go to space. Yes. After all, they got their shots. <laughs> it might depend who's driving. You know? <laughs> right. oh, that's funny. Sometimes I look at airline pilots and I'm like, I'm sorry, you're not old enough. And I just look at, I look at some of these guys and women and they're like, they look like they're 25. I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think you've had enough hours in this plane. <laughs> But I, I'm sure they're fine. So I would want whatever, whoever the astronaut is driving it. I guess the astronauts don't really drive, do they? It's the people on the ground that drive that stuff, huh? 
I mean, look at drones, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> so that's who I'd want to meet. I'd want to meet the nerds at, at JPL or Houston or wherever they are, all the people like pushing the buttons and moving the little joysticks or wearing VR helmets or whatever they do. That's the people that I'd, I'd want to meet before I got on the rocket. Right. Yeah. You have to interview them. Yeah, exactly. Get their creds, all that stuff. Their bona fides. What's that word? Bo- bona fides? Bona fides? I don't know how you pronounce it. That's what I want to get. Yeah, bona fides? I don't know. <laughs> bona fides? No. Bona fides? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lori? You go, are you ready to, to jump on a rocket to Mars? No, I don't think I'll ever, ever be ready okay. for that. I bet, I bet my grandkids will. If my grandkids went, I would go with them. Because really? if we're going to die, let's Aww. die together. <laughs> wow. That's the spirit. <laughs> Good attitude. <laughs> Can't let That's them die alone. <laughs> we'll crash and burn together. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> A family that crashes together. No, wait. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's so good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we might want to workshop that one. All right, so let's wrap this up. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for listening. What else, guys? And thanks for all the I'm downloads. Like- you guys are awesome. Absolutely. Yes, you and are. Keep, yes, keep telling people, keep telling your friends because we love it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And if you're friends with Bill and Melinda Gates, tell them to download it too. Absolutely. Both of them, separately <laughs> from one another. And, and throw some money at us. Yes. But don't tell, don't tell Jeff and Mackenzie Bezos because I don't think we are as nice to them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is Listen and Learn or, or Not. Not. <laughs> Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit Shipt.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot Your story, it lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small-town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another, where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives.